ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we've now reached the chapter in kitab at-tawhid باب من الإيمان بالله الصبر على أقدار الله The chapter relating to that from Iman in Allah is patience upon the decree of Allah. From your Iman in Allah is patience upon the decree of Allah. Patience upon the decree is from the perfection of your Tawheed. Patience upon the decree of Allah, it is from the perfection, that which perfects and completes your Tawheed. And a lack of patience upon the decree is something which causes deficiency in your Tawheed. How is that the case? Because a person who is not patient upon the decree, then it indicates his lack of understanding and his lack of iman in the other affairs of Tawheed, in the affair that Allah is the one who controls the universe, who decrees everything, that with difficulty comes ease. If he forgets all of those things and he has no patience upon the decree, then it's a sign of the deficiency and weakness of his Tawheed and of his understanding. That Allah controls everything. And all of the decree, it is with wisdom. So the shaykh said, مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ اي مِنْ خِصَالِ الْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ وَمِنْ شُعْبِ الْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ الصَّبْرُ عَلَىٰ أَقْدَارِهِ That from the characteristics of Iman in Allah, from the branches of Iman in Allah, is patience upon His decree. أي أن ذلك يدخل في الإيمان بالله الذي هو أول أركان الإيمان ستة. Belief in the decree is under the category of belief in Allah. The six pillars of Iman, the first of them is the belief in Allah. Within that, belief in the decree comes into it. The sixth pillar, belief in the decree, it is essentially under belief in Allah. Because you have the rububiyyah, the uluhiyyah, the asma wa sifat. So the decree is within that. وَالْإِيمَانُ كَمَا عَرَّفَهُ أَهْلُ السُّنَّ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ قَوْلٌ بِاللِّسَانُ وَعَمَلٌ بِالْأَرْكَانِ Iman as Ahlu Sunnah have clarified is statement of the tongue and actions of the limbs. And اعتقادٌ بالجنان belief in the heart. يَزِيدُ بِالطَّاعَةِ وَيَنْقُصُ بِالْمَعْصِيَةِ It increases with obedience and decreases with disobedience. So then, when the shaykh said, you must have patience, that from iman in Allah is patience upon the decree. Patience, it means al-habs, restraint, constraint. To restrain yourself, to control yourself, to withhold yourself. That is what patience means, the word sabr. To restrict yourself, to 
control yourself, to withhold yourself. Allah said in the Quran, وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ Restrain yourself, control yourself alongside those who call to their Lord. So, اصبر or وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ Restrain yourself. Restrain and control yourself. Islamically speaking, when we talk about patience, then what we mean is, حَبْسُ nafs عَلَى طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ وَتَرْكِ مَعْصِيَتِهِ To restrain and to control and to keep your soul, yourself, upon the obedience of Allah and away from sinning against Allah. Patience, Islamically, is to restrain yourself, to keep yourself in check upon the obedience to Allah and to restrain yourself and keep yourself away from the sinning against Allah. That is patience. And that is why the scholars, they say that patience is three types. Patience is three types. There is patience upon obedience to Allah. Secondly, patience in staying away from disobedience, staying away from the haram. And thirdly, Patience upon the difficulties of the decree. Patience upon obedience to Allah. Patience upon staying away from the haram. And patience upon the difficulties of the decree that may overcome you. So firstly, the first category of patience. Patience upon obedience to Allah. Patience upon obedience to Allah. So much so, that you can control yourself, restrain yourself, and keep yourself upon the obedience to Allah. Keep yourself in line, upright, within the boundaries upon obedience to Allah. Because no doubt, worship and obedience, there is difficulty in it. There is some hardship and some burden in that. And the soul always requires and wants ease and relaxation and comfort. But worship, it takes you out of that ease to a degree, takes you into some difficulty to a degree. وَإِن كَانَ فِيهِ مَشَقَّ عَلَيْهِ وَإِن كَانَتْ نَفْسُهُ تُرِيدُ الرَّاحَةِ فَإِنَّهُ يَصْبِرُ So even though he himself will just want to relax, that is what the soul desires from you. To sit back and to relax and to be comfortable always. But worship requires for you to strive and put effort in. It takes you out of that relaxation and comfort. Need to get up, need to pray the five prayers every day. Need to make the wudu, need to go to the masjid. That takes you away from just lying down and relaxing and being comfortable. So no doubt the worship, it requires some effort from you. So one of the types of patience is that you be patient in exerting that effort and keeping yourself upon the obedience to Allah. So as Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, فَيَقُومُ لِلصَّلَوَاتِ الْخَمْسِ A person gets up for the five prayers. وَيَقُومُ لِصَلَاتِ الْفَجْرِ وَيَتْرُكُ النَّوْمِ He gets up for the fajr prayer and he leaves his sleep. وَيَقُومُ لِصَلَاتِ اللَّيْلِ وَيَتْرُكُ النَّوْمِ He gets up and prays the night prayer, the tahajjud, the night prayer. And he abandons his sleep. وَيَصُومُ وَيَتْرُكُ الطَّعَامُ الشَّرَابِ 
A person fasts and he leaves the food and the drink. وَيَتْرُكُ الْأَهَلْ And he leaves the intimate relations. طَاعَةً لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ In obedience to Allah. So no doubt there, examples of where you have to leave your comfort and your ease and what you desire to take yourself into that striving of effort to perform the worship. Leaving the sleep, leaving the food and the drink, leaving the affairs that the soul desires to be able or to perform the worship to Allah. وَيُجَاهِدُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَيَصْبِرْ عَلَى الْجَرَاحِ وَعَلَى الْآلَامِ وَعَلَى مُلَاقَاتِ الْأَعْدَاءِ And a person strives in the path of Allah, and he is patient upon the wounds and the pains and the difficulties he encounters along the way. وَيَصْبِرْ عَلَى طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ He is patient upon the obedience to Allah, لِأَنَّ الطَّاعَةِ لَا بُدَّ فِيهَا مِنْ تَعْبِ Because worship, no doubt there will be some difficulty in it. There will be some level of uh, a person becoming uh, tired within that worship. Tired, not tired of it, but tired in doing it. That a person has to get up and leave his sleep and go and pray Fajr. Uh, a person stands in prayer during the night and leaves his sleep. A person leaves his food and drink that causes tiredness to him. So there is no doubt some effort that is required when worshipping Allah. So the first level of patience is... Patience upon the obedience to Allah. Keep yourself restrained and burden those difficulties and continue that striving and effort that is required. Take yourself out of the comfort and the relaxation in order to strive and put the effort in to worship Allah. And that requires patience. The second type, patience in staying away from the haram. Patience in staying away from the haram. Sabrun an maharim illah. فَيَتَجَنَّبُ مَا نَهَى اللَّهُ عَنْهُ A person stays away, refrains from that which Allah has forbidden. وَالنَّفْسِ تُنَازِعُهُ تُرِيدُ الشَّهَوَاتَ الْمُحَرَّمَةِ And the soul of the person himself, it conflicts with him. The soul, the individual, he wants to go to desires. He wants to go to the desires and the soul is whispering to go to the desires. Yet you restrain yourself, you control yourself and prevent yourself from going to those desires. So this no doubt requires that patience. Patience to control and to restrict yourself from going towards those desires. Similarly, كَذَلِكَ شَيَاطِينُ الْإِنسِ والجن. يَدْعُونَهُ وَيُرَغِبُونَهُ يُحَسِّنُونَ لَهُ الْقَبِيحِ The shayateen from the humans and the jinn, they whisper to a person and they call him, and they encourage him to go and perform the evil, disgusting, degrading acts, to go and perform the haram. They encourage him to do that, and they beautify that for him. لَكِنْ يُمْسِكْ نَفْسَهُ وَيَحْبِصْهَا عَنْ مَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ but a person must control himself and get a grip of himself to stop himself from falling for those whispers and falling for those desires and those evils. So the second level of patience is patience in staying away from the haram. The third level of patience, which is what this chapter is referring to, is patience upon the difficulties of the decree. No doubt there will be times when an individual over, uh, is overcome 
by some difficulties, by some hardships that occurs. Allah said in the Quran, وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ Those are the days, these days, that we alternate between the people. The days are alternated. A day, you feel that everything is good for you and you are happy. And another day comes, some issue arises, and you are overcome by concern and worry. The days, they alternate in that way. Allah mentioned that in the Qur'an. Those are the days that we alternate between the people. So sometimes you may be overcome by illness, which concerns you and worries you, because you're unable to go to work, you're unable to do this, you're unable to do that. The illness, it concerns you and it worries you and it's on your mind. It's causing you pain perhaps. أَوْ أَصَابَتْهُ مُصِيبَ فِي مَالِهِ Perhaps some difficulty or calamity overcomes you in your wealth. Regards your business, your work, your money, your savings. Some difficulty occurs, some hardship overcomes you with regards to your wealth. Awaladihi, with regards to your children. Something occurs with your children, some illness, some other affair, which causes you concern and grief. Awfiqaribihi, or in your relatives, someone from amongst your relatives, something overcomes him. And this causes you concern and causes you worry. But whenever these types of issues occur, فَلَا يَجْزَعْ إِنَّمَا يصبر. A person doesn't become depressed, doesn't become overly uh, concerned and depressed and lose hope. Rather you remain patient. هَذَا مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ Remaining patient in those circumstances. And at all times, is from your iman in Allah. Allah said in the Quran, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give glad tidings to the patient ones. Give glad tidings to the patient ones. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ The ones who, when some difficulty overcomes them, they just say, قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Indeed, we belong to Allah and indeed to Him we will return. Give glad tidings to the patient ones. When the difficulty overcomes them, they say to Allah, we belong and to Him we will return. Meaning they are patient. They are patient and they remain firm upon the obedience to Allah with their hope and trust in Allah. Knowing that with difficulty comes ease. Allah mentioned in the Quran, Indeed, with difficulty comes ease. And similarly Allah mentioned, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Whomsoever fears Allah, then Allah will make him an escape, make him a way out. So an individual knows, and keeps his trust and dependence in Allah, that whatever the difficulty may be, then the ease will come from Allah, as Allah promised in the Quran, that indeed with the difficulty comes ease. The one who is patient, the one who seeks his reward from Allah, then this individual keeps his trust in Allah, keeps his dependence in Allah, and does not lose hope and become depressed over some difficulty which overcomes him. So here we see that there are three types of this patience. Firstly, patience upon obedience to Allah. Secondly, patience upon staying away from the haram. And thirdly, patience upon the difficulties of the decree. 
With regards to this third type now, which is the discussion of this chapter, the Sheikh mentions there are three levels to this third type. Patience upon the difficulties of the decree has three aspects within it. The first of those is, حَبْسٌ nafs anil الْجَزَعِ Firstly, to control yourself from depression and despondency and losing your hope and your mind, losing your mind, stopping yourself from that state, stopping yourself from that depression, that is one level of patience in this third category. The second is, حَبْسُ اللِّسَانِ عَنِ التَّشَكِّي لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ Controlling your tongue from complaining to others. Complaining and complaining, this has happened and that has happened, and why this and how did that happen, and I should have done this, and all these types of speech that people come out with, when some difficulty happens to them, they talk and they talk, this has happened and that's happened, I don't know what I'm going to do and what's going to happen next, and this is how they talk, in a completely depressed way, like it's the end and there's no solution ever. So the second level is to stop yourself from that type of speech. Stop yourself from this type of speech that the people engage in. I don't know what's going to happen now. This has happened and that's happened. And he's going to do this tomorrow and that's going to happen. And this has already happened and I've already lost that. All this type of complaining speech. Then you should stop that and abandon these complaints to the people regarding yourself and your situation. Third level of patience upon the difficulties of the decree is... Physical patience, meaning that you physically control your body in your behavior and your actions. Because what do we see from some people when a death occurs, particularly from the women, that you see from those who are ignorant, they start beating themselves and pulling their hair and tearing their clothes and hitting their faces. They begin to do this. This is impermissible. It is from the major sins. It is from the major sins. And that is the third level of patience under the third category. Patience upon the decree of Allah that you physically control yourself too. Physically control your behavior and what you do. Because uh, that example has been mentioned in the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ said, لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ ضَرَبَ الْخُدُودَ وَشَقَّ الْجُيُوبَ وَدَعَ بِدَعْوَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ Not from us is the one who hits himself, hits his cheeks, and tears his clothes, and screams and shouts with speech of ignorance. That is not from us, meaning it is a major sin. Whenever the Prophet ﷺ says, he is not from us the one who does this. That means the one who does it is doing a major sin. So these are all types of patience that are required. Ali ibn Abi Talib anhu said, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu said, As-sabru min ad-deen bimanzilati al-ra'si min al-jasad. Fala imana liman la sabra lah. Patience within the religion, the link between patience and the religion, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu said, is like the connection between the head and the body. The head, is it an important part of the body or not? The most important. Without the head, the body is dead. Ali ibn Abi Talib said, patience to the religion is like that. Patience is like the head. That's the connection of patience to the religion. Why is that the case? 
Because the one who loses all of his patience, then it's as if he's lost his iman. He's lost his iman in Allah, his hope in Allah, he's lost his iman. It's as if he has lost his iman, the one who doesn't have any patience. So he gave this example, patience is like the head of the body. Just like the head is the important part of the body, patience is one of the vital and important parts of the religion. Al-Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, وَجَدْتُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ ذَكَرَ أَصَبْرَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ فِي تِسْعِينَ مَوْضِعًا Al-Imam Ahmad said, I have found, I have discovered that Allah has mentioned the issue of patience in over 90, or in exactly 90 places in the Qur'an. That Allah has mentioned the issue of patience in 90 places of the Qur'an. That shows to you how important the issue of patience is. 90 places in the Qur'an Allah talks about patience. The same topic, patience, patience, patience. 90 places in the Qur'an, Imam Ahmad said. So this indicates to you the great station and position and importance of patience. فَصَبْرُ لَهُ مَقَامٌ عَظِيمٌ فِي الدِّينَ Patience therefore has a great position within the religion. وَلَا بُدَّ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ لِمَا يُوَاجِهُ فِي هَذِي الْحَيَاةِ مِنَ الْمَشَاكِلِ وَمِنَ الْمَشَاقِ وَصُعُوبَاتِ لَكِنَّهُ يَصْبِرُ عَلَيْهَا طَاعَةً لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ And the Shaykh says, the Shaykh Fawzan says, It is a must for the believer. It is a must. That whenever he faces difficulties in this life, hardships in this life, burdens in this life, whenever he faces them in this life, he must be patient in obedience to Allah. Patience is what is required at those times of difficulty. That is your obedience to Allah, not losing hope and depression and complaining. Then after that, the shaykh quotes the first ayah. وَقَوْلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ وَمَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ يَهْدِي قَلْبَهِ Whomsoever believes in Allah, Allah will guide his heart. Whomsoever believes in Allah, Allah will guide his heart. And this ayah is connected to the other ayat or the full ayah where it mentions مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ يَهْدِي قَلْبَهِ وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْنْ عَلِيمٍ No calamity overcomes except by the permission of Allah. Whatever calamity overcomes, it is from the decree of Allah. Nothing occurs without the decree of Allah. مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ كَانُ وَمَا لَمْ يَشَاءَ لَمْ يَكُنْ Whatever Allah wills occurs, whatever Allah doesn't will doesn't occur. So whatever calamity occurs, it is from the decree. It is in the decree. That is in the decree. By the permission of Allah. So then Allah says, Whomsoever believes in Allah, Allah will guide his heart. And Allah is all knowledgeable of everything. So all of the difficulties which occur to the people, from the very beginning of time to the end, every person, any difficulty whichever has occurred to him, it is from the decree of Allah, nothing is outside of the decree, it is all from the decree of Allah, within the decree of Allah. 
There is nothing else, any decree which occurs, uh, that, uh, uh, any uh, problem or difficulty which occurs, which is outside of the decree of Allah. Rather, all of that is in the decree of Allah. Hence, in the hadith it mentions, لَوْ أَنَّ النَّاسِ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَذُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَذُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ إِلَّا لَمْ يَذُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدَ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ If all of the people got together to do something bad to you, they would not be able to, except if it was something that was written in the decree. If it's in the decree, then it will occur. Outside of the decree, if all of the people got together, they would not be able to do some harm to you if it was not decreed. So it is all from the decree, and a person needs to realize that everything which occurs is from the decree of Allah. And there are various reasons why things occur. Various reasons why things occur and why they take place. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned as one uh, way to understand or one uh, explanation of why sometimes difficulties may occur. Ibn al-Qayyim said these difficulties and these hardships, they occur to the people to keep them in check. To keep a person in check. How is that? Because if a person never experienced any difficulty, you were living a life of luxury, you got everything you want. Then what normally happens and what is a possibility that happens to a lot of people who live a life of absolute luxury with no worries, no difficulties? They end up becoming people with arrogance, haughtiness. That is a typical trait which occurs. Hence Ibn Qayyim said, these difficulties and hardships, one of their benefits is they keep people in check. Reminds you of who you are. Reminds you of your position in this world. Reminds you that you are slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And everything is in the control of Allah and the decree of Allah, not you. Keeps you in check and keeps you reminded of your position and your rank and your station and what you are in this world. Because without those difficulties, without any hardships ever coming, if you were in absolute relaxation and comfort, then what occurs to the people is they start to become arrogant, they start to become haughty, they start to lose that fear of the plan of Allah as we mentioned in the previous chapter. So it brings about all types of negative reactions. Hence Ibn Qayyim said one of the benefits from it, one of the things that can be taken from it, is that it keeps the people in place. When these difficulties and hardships come to you, then you realize you are just a servant of Allah, and these things happen outside of your control, no matter how much you try to do something, if it is decreed, it is decreed. So you realize your position and you realize your station in this world, and it keeps a, peop- a person in check. Other things Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, for example, Ibn Taymiyyah said on some occasions, the difficulties and the hardships may occur due to your own sins. Or in fact, that is something generally as a principle the scholars mention. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ النَّاسِ The corruption has occurred upon the land and the sea because of what the hands of the people have earned for themselves. Ibn Taymiyyah said, if some difficulty overcomes you, or somebody wrongs you and oppresses you, the first thing you should do is, not think about the person who's wronged you and made this hardship for you and made this difficulty for you. Forget them. The first thing you should think about is yourself. Has this difficulty overcome you? Because you yourself are in a state of sinning to Allah. Are you in a state of obedience to Allah? Or are you currently in a state where you've been sinning and you've been doing wrong and you've been doing evil? 
Look at yourself and examine yourself first when a difficulty comes, Ibn Taymiyyah said. Look at your own state of affairs when somebody wrongs you and oppresses you. And they genuinely have wronged you. Don't look at them straight away and say the evildoer, the oppressor, he did this, he did that. Ibn Taymiyyah said, examine your own state as well. Examine your own state of affairs too. Maybe you are the one who has been sinning and wronging and some difficulty has overcome you now. Then what do you expect? Perhaps this is a punishment for you. So on occasion it may be like that. On occasion though, it could be that a difficulty is placed upon a person in order to test him as a trial. If that person demonstrates patience, then it raises the position and station of that person. It raises him, removes his sins, expiates his sins, and gives him rewards and raises him in position because he demonstrated that patience at the time of difficulty. Demonstrated that patience, like it's mentioned about Ibn Taymiyyah, when they banned him, banished him, uh, uh, expelled him from the land, and they imprisoned him. Then, when he was in prison, he said, "What are my enemies going to do to me? Mada bi a'da'i? What are they going to do?" He said, "Nahnu fi ni'ma. We are in a great blessing." He was thanking Allah even at a time when he was locked up in prison. Thanking Allah, we are in great blessings. And they say, the scholars have mentioned, this is the greatest level of patience. That even in the times of difficulty, you thank Allah and you are pleased and you are happy. Even when difficulty overcomes you. That shows the level of patience a person has. He knows this is decree from Allah. So he doesn't become saddened and depressed. He thanks Allah, continues his obedience and worship to Allah, and seeks, makes the dua, asks for exit and for relief from that difficulty. And if he remains upon that patience, then the sins are expiated and his rank is raised and elevated. So these are some of the uh, things the scholars have mentioned regarding these difficulties. Then after that, Alqama said, هُوَ الرَّجُلُ هُوَ الرَّجُلُ تُصِيبُهُ الْمُصِيبَةِ فَيَعْلَمْ أَنَّهَا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ فَيَرْضَى وَيَسَلِّمْ A person, a man, when he is overcome by a calamity, he knows it is from Allah. It is the decree. He knows that. So as a consequence, yarda. He's happy, he's content. He doesn't become depressed. He is satisfied, happy, content. He knows it's the decree of Allah. So he is submitting to it. He submits to that decree. He doesn't become depressed and complaining and screaming and shouting. He submits to the decree, knows this is the decree of Allah, remains patient, continues his obedience and worship. And that is the level of the patience in the times of difficulty. So Al-Qama gave this explanation regarding that ayah. That Allah will guide the heart of the person who believes in Allah. And it was mentioned about the difficulties. He said, i.e. the person who is overcome by a difficulty, he knows it is from Allah, so he's content and he submits to it, remains patient, continues his worship, yani carries on upon this uh, obedience to Allah carries on upon obedience to Allah, upon worship, seeking dua, asking for relief. That is the way that a, be- a believer behaves, and not in a manner of despondency and depression. We'll leave it on that narration today. Time is getting a bit late. We'll carry on next time with the second half of this chapter about patience and some of the other narrations on patience. The next hadith is the hadith of Sahih Muslim. Uh, of Abu Huraira, and that's what we'll start with inshallah next week, uh, after the Maghrib prayer, straight after the Maghrib prayer, so that'll be about 8 o'clock next week, pray the Maghrib, and straight after that inshallah we'll begin the lesson.
وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين That narration is about the decree particularly Issues of the decree For the issues of the decree You have to understand all of the principles Of the belief in the decree The four levels of the belief in the decree Belief that Allah's knowledge encompasses everything Belief that it's all written down in the preserved tablet Belief that it is all by the will of Allah Belief that Allah creates all of that Then we also understand that the servants We have a choice Allah has given us You do not will to do something except that Allah wills it So we have been given that ability and intent To be able to choose and do things Allah has given us that But Allah of course already knows what choices we're going to make. Allah knows what is going to occur in the future. He knows what we're going to do. But we've been given that intent and ability to choose and make those decisions. Even though they are known to Allah. And that's why you are held accountable upon them. So with regards to the dua, it is a similar point. The one who makes the dua is now taking the means for goodness. Taking the means for goodness. So the good decree is written for him. And that is already known to Allah who will make the dua and seek that goodness and who will not. The one who doesn't make the dua, doesn't seek anything from Allah, then perhaps his decree will be uh, a decree which is painful and difficult upon him. So when he talks about the dua changing the decree, it is referring to that point that a person who makes the dua, then he is taking the means for goodness. And that's what's required with regards to the decree. You don't say the decree is the decree, whatever happens, happens, I'm not going to do anything. That's from the Jabariyyah and from the people of innovation. Rather, we say you take the means and dua is a means. You want something good, then make dua to Allah and ask for it. And that would be, that may be the cause or one of the reasons behind the goodness coming to you. That you made that means or rather you took that means. You took that means for that goodness and Allah knew who would take the means and who would not. But that's it uh, in a nutshell, but it's complicated, it requires more of a discussion, the issues of the decree to understand those points. But in a nutshell, uh, we have been given that ability, that choice, we take the means for goodness, and Allah knows who will take that and who will not. So we'll leave it there, inshallah, we'll carry on next week. <laughs>